Welcome to episode 56 of the X-Files Retrospective Podcast, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. This time around, we're looking at The List, Season 3, Episode 5. This one is both written and directed by Chris Carter, who had a habit of directing the fifth episode of any given season, starting with Season 2, because he did like to direct, and just the way the seasons played out in terms of pre-production and planning, Episode 5 just seemed to be the most convenient place for him to come in and do that. Now, in this case, we're getting with a standalone episode. The list is about a prisoner who's on death row, who swears vengeance and promises to be reincarnated and come back and kill others who made his list of the five people who wronged him during his life. And as the episode goes through, Mulder seems to be the only one, aside from perhaps the man's wife, who honestly believes that he can do this. There's others who are saying, I don't really believe he could do it, but if anybody did, it would be him. But it doesn't seem to be definitively done that way. A lot of people feel that the people who are dying after Nietzsche was executed are dying not because Nietzsche has been reincarnated, but because he orchestrated some sort of elaborate plan with outside help, and it's a mortal out there killing people in Nietzsche's name. So the episode itself originally aired on October 20th, 1995. It's got an IMDb user score of 7.2 out of 10, And the episode takes place primarily in the state of Florida. I've already mentioned that it was written and directed by Chris Carter. The guest cast includes Bokeem Woodbine, who's also known for Ray, The New Total Recall, The Rock, Devil, and a number of other credits. He's got 82 total on the IMDb. We've got Baja Jola as Nietzsche, so he is the man who was killed. His credits run up to 2005. He actually passed away at age 56 on January 8th, 2005. He's also known for work in Mississippi Burning, The Hurricane, The Last Boy Scout, The Serpent and the Rainbow, The Fugitive, that's the relaunch TV series from 2001, so he's done a number of projects as well. And we've got similar filmographies for a lot of the other guest actors, so John Tully's Bay, April Grace, Ken Foree, a lot of these people are working actors who are getting regular work, but nothing is in a hugely prominent role. The exception to that is J.T. Walsh as the corrupt prison warden, who also passed away, age 54, in February of 1998. Walsh had a history of playing people who do the wrong things for the right reasons. So he was the mayor in Pleasantville, he was in A Few Good Men, he was in Sling Blade, he was in The Negotiator, he was a recurring villain on Dark Skies. So 74 credits to his name in about a 20-year career. He's one of those guys that's immediately recognizable, even if you don't know his name. So the other guest actor I want to point out, he just played a chaplain in this one. It wasn't a very big role, but that's because he doesn't typically have some very large roles. He's only got six acting credits, two of which are on the X-Files, but he is one of the producers of the X-Files. In fact, he was either producer or line producer on 116 episodes. So he mostly worked behind the camera, but this time they gave him a cameo in front. Now the episode itself doesn't really have a lot to make it stand out. It's done well enough, but, you know, it's not exceptional in any respect or exceptionally poor in any other respect. They did some nice work on the maggot-infested corpses and bringing a lot of symbolism and imagery from the mythos that they were drawing from. Even if they didn't explain it here, they felt that people would be more likely to be familiar with it, given the source of that mythos. But most of the standout, I would say, would probably be in Scully's dialogue. She's got a few great one-liners in here, things like... Woman gets lonely, she can't wait for her man to get reincarnated, as a justification for why Nietzsche's wife is 
now involved in another relationship, or when Mulder said, okay, if you can come back and kill five people at all with impunity, would you do it? And Scully's response is, I only get five. So there are some very good dialogue touches, and that's something that Chris Carter really excels at in his scripts. But the rest, I find, is just kind of bland. It's there, it's not terrible, but it's not terribly compelling either. So it's an entertaining hour, but not one that really makes me want to rush and come back for more. So it turns out it's going to be a short podcast this week. That's about all we have to say about that. And the next one in the line is Too Shy. Although there's going to be an announcement in a couple days, at least one of my podcasts, probably just one, is going to be going on hiatus, if not being indefinitely ended. And I'm going to be asking for a listener vote. So more details on that will appear in the same iTunes feed or Stitcher feed. Wherever you're getting your podcast from, it's going to show up in the same RSS feed as this and every other show. And I'll be asking for feedback to be emailed to bureau42podcasts at gmail.com. So I heartily encourage everyone who listens to the shows to make their opinions heard when that comes out within the next 48 hours. In the meantime, thank you for listening. Intro and outro music is Outside Poolside by Laswell, created under the Creative Commons license. All other content copyright 2015, Bureau 42. Please feel free to send any comments or feedback to bureau42podcasts at gmail.com or leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you for listening.